Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, and praise the Lord. I am your host, Arthenius, coming to you live from the great city of Florence, South Carolina, and I am so excited that you have joined us for another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. I am coming to you live from the organization, nonprofit of One Touch Transformation, where our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while educating and empowering all victims of sexual abuse and survivors as well. So we are out in the community not only just making sure that people know that there is hope and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we're also bringing awareness, letting them know that this is happening. Sexual abuse is... uh, you know, something that's been going on for many years, but not only has it been going on, but it's been hidden, it's been taboo, it's been swept under the rug, and now it is time to unleash it, you know? It's time to talk about it, it's time to have the conversation. It's the only way that we can bring light to it, it's the only way that we can bring awareness to it, and it's the only way that healing can begin. And I want you to know that healing is available to anyone who has gone through such a traumatic experience. Why can I say that? Because I have experienced it. I have gone through childhood sexual abuse, but I can say this, that I have survived. I have overcome. I have now, or I now can experience, you know, what true freedom is and true healing and having that peace of mind. And it's all because of, you know, God, all because of God and my supportive family and therapy and counseling. So I want to put that out there right now that it is okay to go to therapy. It is okay to have some counseling and still be a believer because a lot of times believers kind of shun away from counseling or from therapy, but look, it works. You can have your word, you can have prayer, and you can have therapy. I mean, those were the three things that worked for me, and and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm not ashamed to say it, and my my parents, they brought me up in a strong Bible-believing family, and I still attended therapy, still went to counseling. And you know what? If, I, if I'm being transparent, I still see a counselor whenever I need to. And so I, I am now, let's see, the first time I broke my silence was 2013, attended counseling and therapy sessions. And even last year, I've had some therapy sessions. So it is okay because even after you have shared your story, there are some effects that come along with it. So there are effects, of course, after you've gone through the experience, and then you're going to have, you know, you may have some more effects even after sharing your story, just going along your healing journey. It's all part of the process. So don't ever feel bad. Don't feel ashamed just because you need some help or you need to seek some counseling and therapy. Do not feel bad. Even as a believer, don't allow anyone to make you feel bad or to shame you because of what you're doing. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you any less of a Christian. No, it makes you a person who is trying to become whole, you know, healed and whole. So it is okay. So, again, thank you again for tuning in for another episode with Purpose Kingdom Network. Again, I'm your host, 
Parthenius, and I'm coming to you live from the great city of Florence with One Touch Transformation. So as you know, we have been celebrating Black History Month for, you know, what's been set aside for February, but I've, you know, been teaching now for the past four weeks, third, fourth, and fifth graders, and we've been talking about um, some history, some black history. And one thing that I had to tell them, and is, you know, and most maybe you've heard this before, but black history, it, you know, is a part of American history. It happened right here in the U.S. Everything that the, that our former ancestors endured, it happened on the U.S. soil even though, you know, it wasn't established as the United States at the time, but it happened right over here. So it is a part of American history. So black history, that is a part of history. And so we've been celebrating this month and acknowledging and recognizing blacks in our community, maybe in your community, uh, statewide, nationalized, internationally. I mean, because we have come a long way. And we're still, you know, making progress, of course. Um, but as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, we know that this is a topic that has been taboo in our community, in our churches. And, you know, there are reasons why. A lot of times families want to cover it up because they're ashamed of what had happened, not knowing that this is making it worse on the victim or on the children who has experienced the abuse. Families have tried so hard to cover up that the abuse actually even happened, not knowing the effect that it would have on the victim. And so, you know, I'm going to be catering this to black families. So tonight's topic is going to be Dear Black Survivor. You know, Dear Black Survivor. And before I begin, I do want to read this. Uh, and this is something that I personally wrote. It says, Dear Black Survivor, I know it's been tough holding back the pain and tears of your past. I know the memories still show up and unannounced. I know triggers still cause you to slip into those dark moments and spaces. I know you don't always feel strong and feel like you have to be strong for everyone else. But you don't have to pretend to be tough. You've endured so much already, and you're still standing. Let the memories come and learn how to face them head on. They are a reminder of what happened, but they don't define you or dictate who you are or what you'll become. Learn your triggers so when they do come, you're not afraid of them. You can learn to rule them and not let them rule you. Be strong for you. It's okay to not smile because it's also okay to cry and be upset about what happened. Lastly, own your story. Own your story. So, dear black survivor, many of you have been silent for years and may have never shared your story with anyone. You've been holding on to the story trying to push it so far in the back of your mind to the point where you will convince yourself that it didn't even happen. You've been trying to stay strong for so long, which I understand. Trust me, I understand. One scripture 
that I do want to state before I go any further is Second Corinthians twelve and ten. Second Corinthians twelve and ten. And I use this so often because it is a part of me, it's a part of who I am and a part of everything that I it becomes even more special to me the older I become. And it says I'm reading the NIV. It says that is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And this verse, you know, I I use the latter part of it for just even everyday, everyday struggles everyday problems, everyday stress, whatever it may be. I'm not saying that I stress every day, but when I come to a moment when I feel like too much pressure, I have to quote that scripture, the latter part of that scripture, and remind myself, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, the beginning of of that verse is I, I delight in weaknesses. And he's saying that for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, I'm only doing this because, you know, I am weak. I have weaknesses. I have hardships, persecutions, and difficulties. But for Christ's sake, you know, it, it, it's not about me. I, I'm not the one who can overcome this all alone by myself. I can't do this by myself. I can't take on all of this for myself by myself. But for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake, I'm able to go through it. I'm able to endure it because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And it's all because of Christ. So, dear black survivor, I know you may feel weak. You have been insulted. You've gone through hardships and the persecutions and difficulties, all from the effects of sexual abuse. So long you've been holding on to this pain feeling like you've just been overlooked, forgotten about. But God has not forgotten. I promise you he hasn't. Sometimes our mind can make us think that God has forgotten about us. And sometimes our mind would even make us think that, oh, God, you let this happen to me. You didn't care about me. You left me to be eaten and overtaken by the wolves, you know? And I understand your pain. I do. And I must be honest with that. It took me some time to change the way of thinking or I should say my mindset whenever I wanted to feel like, oh, God, you you just let this happen to me. Yes, it happened. And God allowed it to happen, but for a reason, for a purpose. Just like everything else. He allowed it to happen so that I can be a voice for him. He And I'm not sure where your faith is or where you are spiritually with, as far as your relationship with him, but I'm, just, I'm only speaking for myself. But, yes, he allowed it to happen for a purpose. And there are, there are a lot of people that it happens to, a lot of men and women, black men and women that it has happened to. And... I can't say for sure that all of us who have been victimized 
can't say that we all have the exact same purpose, but there are survivors who come out of this one way and come out another way, and one way they come out to help others survive. Um, there are some that come out, and maybe there is one or two people that are assigned to them so they can help them. But it, it's all different. It's all about your relationship with God, where you are spiritually. So it, it, I cannot pinpoint how everyone's experience of coming out or the way that they think, what they, how they endured it, how it's going to work out. So it's, that's just something that you and God would have to discuss, you know, but I can only speak for myself. But dear black survivor, I know that your family may have wanted to cover it up, and your family is not the first one to do that. A lot of black families have used the expression, what happens in the family stays in the family. We don't want anyone in our business. Don't go telling anybody that. Don't be saying that. you got to make us look bad. Make who look bad? I mean, if, if I am the victim, wouldn't you want to help me? and not hurt me by covering it up and pretending that it didn't happen, that's one of the worst things that a family can do, cover it up as if it didn't happen. Because guess what? It did. It's like trying to cover a wound that's still bleeding, and if nothing is done about it, it'll never heal. So I was curious one day, and this, you know, before I came up with my topic tonight, um, I was curious, just wanting to know some stats when it comes to black survivors of sexual abuse. Because knowing that our community doesn't talk, well, we're talking a little more about it, but we still have some ways that we can go. We can always improve. But knowing that our community doesn't talk about sexual abuse, it made me think or made me wonder, well, what are the stats, when, like the real stats when it comes to black survivors of sexual abuse? Because I know it has to be different compared to the national stats thing. And I was just really interested in it. And then as, a, as I began to think about what I was going to talk about, you know, earlier, um, well, over the weekend, actually, and I was like, you know what? We are in Black History Month, and I want to focus on black survivors. And, of course, it's only natural that I think about black women because I am a woman, but I do would like to acknowledge that it does happen to men, too, so I'm not trying to leave men out at all because I know that it happens to men. And if our community is already silent about it when it comes to women, just imagine what the stats could actually be for men and, and for black men. I mean, the stereotype that comes with a black male who has been victimized, it's, it's just crazy. And I don't understand how, you know, people can just just kind of brush it off their shoulders or even make certain comments when it comes to black males who have been victimized. It, there's, there's nothing funny about it. Um, it they're not they're not weak, but it's just an experience that you really cannot talk about unless you've been through it. And that goes for both males and females. But I did learn this um and 
maybe I'm not sure if the stats have been updated, which I'm pretty sure some of the numbers that I'll be reading out is probably much higher, probably. I'm pretty sure they are. But um, I'm getting the information from the National Center on Violence Against Women in the Black Community, the National Center on Violence Against Women in the Black Community. So it says for every black woman who reports rape, at least 15 black women do not report. Think about that. For every black woman, so for every one who reports rape, at least 15 black women do not report. Why do you think that? Why is that? Well, for me, I feel like the number is, you know, that high because when a woman actually does, well, a black woman actually finds the courage to speak up and report it, sometimes she's not taken seriously. She's blamed. She's, um, yeah, victim blamed. When I say blamed, she's victim blamed. Sometimes she's not believed, left alone when family don't support, friends don't support, so she's left alone. And so when other women see that, they feel, well, why should I speak up? If that's the reaction that she received, then what will make my story any different? Why should I even bother? So for every black woman who reports rape, at least at least 15 women do not report. So we're talking about at minimum, at least So underneath it says, sadly, this statistic remains relevant today. Given the impact of historical trauma, racism, and oppression, often black women will tell no one about the abuse. No one. That is really sad. That is really sad. And it it saddens me because there are so many black women who are still hurting to this day because they've never shared their story with anyone. They've never reported it. And if they did try, it was left over. They had no support. And it really does, it really does hurt my heart and it it breaks me sad when you should have a community when you should have a family comforting you trying to strengthen you and just be a a, a support but nowhere to be found so for every black woman who reports rape at least 15 black women do not report as I'm going through this, I would love to have some feedback. So if you ever want to comment at any time, call in and share or ask questions, feel free to call 319-527-6091, 319-527-6091. Or if you're already listening by phone, all you have to do is press the number one and we'll bring you on. But, yeah, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad. Um, but it, it has the same statistics nationally when it comes to 
one in four girls. So it says one in four black girls will be sexually abused before the age of 18. And so that's the same statistics that uh, the national sexually abused before age 18. And then it says, according to the U.S. Department of Justice, one in five black women are survivors of rape. So one in five black women that you already know, they've already endured abuse. They've already endured sexual abuse. They're, they're survivors. You may not ever know it because they may not, may not ever speak up about it, but one in five. For every fifth friend, <laughs> every friend, every Every fifth black woman or woman friend that you have, they've already endured rape. When I first started my my whole journey of healing, it was so bad that I would go into the room and start counting off, you know, like, gosh, one, two, three, four, or even one, two, three, four, five, just trying to estimate how many women were in the room you know, survivors like me. You know, my mind, it, I just started doing all things like that because it, I was just really concerned because I knew what I felt. I knew what I was experiencing at the time or what, about, what I had experienced. And so my heart began to grieve for other women who I know, well, didn't know, you know, personally, but others who may have been going through the same thing or still have not found their voice and been able to speak up. And I'm, I'm like just sitting in the room just going around the room. I mean, I don't do it anymore, but uh, when I first started, it was one of those things that I did because, you know, I, I took it seriously, and I still do because it's it's very painful. It's very traumatic. It's hurtful, and it's, it's not just a pain that goes away, but it's just a pain that you, honestly, you live to learn and survive. And, and you're constantly healing. You make it a habit to heal every day. So I, I, I always am speaking healing. Even when I slip in my dark moments or dark spaces, I'm still proclaiming that I, I'm healing or healed. So 35% of black women experience some form of contact sexual violence during their lifetime. And 40 to 60% of black women report being subjected to coercive sexual contact by age 18. So I don't know if you used to hear these expressions when you were young. I don't hear it too much now, but I can remember even as a child when I would hear adults call other young girls fat. And as I got older, and learn more about, you know, after going through, like I said, my healing journey, as I got older and I started hearing that expression and learn more about why they were saying that or why these adults used to say that, it used to bother me, and it still does. Girls are not just fast, used to be fast. There is a disconnect or something has occurred, something has happened that has made them appear that way or act that way. I mean, 13 and 14-year-olds, they're not just automatically going to be promiscuous. There has to be some sort of event to take place that will, you know, make them act a certain way. And so to this day, I, I do not like when adults, especially, and I don't always hear it in the black community, 
don't like to hear these older older adults say, oh, she's just being sad. Well, have you figured out why or have you wondered why? Or are you just so quick to just say, oh, she's just being sad? You don't even know what's going on in her life. So, no, I, I've never... I've never liked that, that those word, cho- word choices. So in the U.S., 38% of black women experience sexual violence other than rape during their lifetime, and 17% of black women experience sexual violence other than rape by an intimate partner during their lifetime. So we're talking about these black survivors. African-American girls and women 12 years and older experience higher rates, higher rates of rape and sexual assault than white, Asian, and Latina girls and women. And this was from 2005 to 2010. But during that five-year span, black girls and black women that over the age 12 experience higher rates of rape and sexual assault. Hmm. But why... Are we not talking about this more? Why aren't we having these conversations? Why? Out of embarrassment? Are we afraid that our family members are going to be upset our child was victimized? It doesn't make sense. Are you afraid or are you ashamed? Are you ashamed because your daughter or your son was victimized? Do you think parents are ashamed when someone kills or, you know, hurts their child? You should not be ashamed when your child is victimized or embarrassed. It's a crime. You didn't do it. That's the only way you should be ashamed if if you were the cause of it, (laughs) if you were the predator. That's a different story, but if you're not the predator, then you have no reason to be ashamed. Now, I do understand, I'm not a parent, but I can see why some parents may feel ashamed. And the reason why I'm saying this, because, you know, I've experienced it with my parents. Now, parents may feel like they are to blame because they weren't protecting their children, but still, you are not the reason that it happened. You are not the cause of it happening. They didn't even know. Like, my parents didn't even know. For one, it, it didn't even happen at my home, but it happened at the home of a family member who my parents had, you know, trusted. And so I can I can see why some parents may feel a little ashamed or embarrassed about that, but that's no, you know, that's no reason to be ashamed by not talking about it should still be able to have the conversation. You should still be upset that it happened. Because among students, 11% of black girls in a national high school sample reported having been raped. And this last one, 40% of confirmed sex trafficking survivors in the U.S. are black. Forty percent, and who knows? It may be at fifty percent now. But forty percent of confirmed sex trafficking survivors in the U.S. are black. 
making kids, what's happening to them? Dear Black Survivors, so this quote says, many cultural considerations can hinder healing for black women survivors. The burdensome expectation of strong black womanhood, the power of the black church, the desire to shield black men, and the lack of self-care examples are all real dynamics black women survivors endure. That is so true. That is so true. This, this, all of this, it, it can hinder the healing of the black women survivors. Black women are, are already expected to be strong. They are already already working so hard. They are, they are the power of the black church, if we're honest. <laughs> all you have to do is take a, round, take a look around and see what the church looks like as far as leadership and, well, not even just leadership, the ones who are carrying the services, the ones that are, you know, just making it work for majority, maybe not all churches, but majority of the churches. They have more women than men. But there's the power of the black church. They have the desire to shield black men. You know, we're trying to look out for our brothers, you know, (laughs) And then the lack of self-care examples. We don't know what self-care looks like. We are finally, you know, we're finally getting there. And I'm I'm happy whenever I do see those examples. But we do need more self-care examples. We're lacking it. But all of these examples are all real dynamics that black women survivors endure. So we don't know how to heal, or we can't heal due to all of these things. We're so busy trying to be, you know, the strong woman, but it's okay. You don't always have to be strong. You're not always going to be strong. All right, so right now I have a caller, and we're going to go ahead and bring them on the line. Hello. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Good evening. Good, good, doing good. <laughs> um, my name is Michelle Hines, and I'm just sitting here listening, and it's, it's a pretty emotional um <laughs> show. Yeah. You know, because I'm a, I'm a victim of being uh, molested by a family member, mm-hmm. but like Sorry. back in. 2010, when my daughter passed away, uh, he actually, it was my cousin, he actually called Mm -hmm. me and, you know, he was crying and screaming and stuff and saying he was sorry that, you know, he was was young, he didn't know what he was doing and, you know, I had forgave him because, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that's what I had to do. But that's all I ever wanted was an apology. But for so many years, you know, he, like, treated me mean. But I knew it was because of what he did to me. Like, he would pick on me and, you know, call me fat and, you know. But I just, 
I'm like, why why he always you know, why he just keep picking on me all the time? But I knew what it was and then I resented my mom because she didn't do anything about it. And she told me the reason she didn't do nothing about it because his mom threatened her and told her if she did what she would do to her and she she was young. But I was like, you know, I'm your child. You know, I don't care what what somebody say they're going to do to you or have done to you. I'm your child. You should have protected me. That's how that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at it from her perspective. Right. And then I um I had spoke to my therapist about it years ago. And they was like, he was, it was a mean. He was like, well, do you want to, you know, pursue it? Like, even though it's been years ago, he could still be, you know, arrested and stuff. I'm like, no, you know, because it's mended already, you know. And like you said, at times I don't even, I forgot to get that it happened. I know it happened, but I push it in the back of my mind. But it's like when I I see him, I don't see him often. I get that mm-hmm. place. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when I see it. Do I trust them? No. <laughs> but <laughs> I do forgive him, and, you know, I'm thankful and I'm glad that he, you know, had enough courage to call me and apologize to me. Right. You know. Wow. But... You know, I would never want, that's why with my daughters, like, I'm just so overprotective and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm just so, and I just try to be there for them as much as I can because I didn't have it, I don't have a relationship with my mom. So I just try to be there, you know, as much as, as much as I can or as much as they might push me away. You know, right. I'll go ahead and let them have their moments. But I just let them know I'm still here for you. I send them encouraging words, you know, when they're going through stuff. You just let them know I'm here because I didn't get it. My mom is still alive, but I don't get that. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I'm just really, you know, feeling this topic. Even though I've been on the line a lot of times when you talked about it, but mm-hmm. you know, I just was. It's just always just listening. And, you know, tonight I just felt the need to share. Yeah, I thank God for you. Thank God for sharing that. It's always, you know, good to talk about it. Even though we might not right, like definitely. to talk about it because it's Right. You might feel embarrassed or ashamed, like you mm-hmm. said, you know. But it's good to talk about it. Yes, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you happened to you, yeah. but yeah, I, was, I was like seven. I was very young. Mm-hmm. Too young. And it made me promiscuous. And that tends mm-hmm. to happen. And I tell yeah. people when that happens to rich victims and molestation victims, they become one of two mm-hmm. things, gay or yeah. promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Or not both. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. And that tends, you know, that, that tends to happen. And like you said, it's not, 
us being fast, you know, just some things happen in our life. You know, some right. of us had to right. grow up early. Some of us mm-hmm. been through abuse, you know. Yes. And that's the end result. But I I <laughs> went and got my own self some help when I was like 20. Yes. Good for you. I've been in therapy ever since. I've been in therapy about my daughter going on 15 about 15 years now. I'm in therapy for, you know, a little bit of everything. <laughs> and it's working. It's really working. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that's why I, yeah. I suggest it. Yep. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, yeah. you know, where they all the pain I've been through, you know, people like how, you know, it's the grace of God. Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> and I, definitely. You know, I just thank God I'm still here. You know, yeah. I, there's a lot of things I could have did, you know. And, you know, I'm just I'm just grateful and thankful, you know. Thank God. Thank God. But I do appreciate you. You chose me <laughs> to go through that. Yes, ma'am. We're in this together. Yes. We're going to get through it. <laughs> yes, we sure will. Yes, yes. We want to get yes. through it. Yes. You know, it's never, it's never, you know, that pain never goes away, but we will get through it. That's the thing about God. He He allows us to have the strength to go through instead of, you know, yeah. taking us out completely, but He allows us to go through it. He gives us that strength. That's the only way we can make it. The only way we can make it. The only way. <laughs> the only way. Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, how? How? I ask myself, yeah. how did I do it? I Like, yeah. people say they don't believe in God. It's no God. You're not. I said, the next person I hear say that, I'm going to slap him with a Bible. You can't tell me there's no God. You just can't tell yeah. me that. Thank God, thank God. Yes. Thank you so much. I thank you, you know, for sharing. Thank you for sharing as well. Thank you for sharing as well. I love when I hear others give their testimonies of, you know, going through and overcoming or whatever the process they may be in. It's helpful, and it, it, it builds me up, you know, it gives me strength, even though, you know, I'm able to still talk about mine, but it still gives me strength, and it encourages me the more just to hear, you know, other women and other survivors speak on how God is bringing them through. So, again, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Hey, so, dear black survivor, yes, there are so many of us, so you are not alone. You do not have to feel like you're alone because there are so many who have gone on this journey and who are still going on this journey, experiencing this, the process. And because we know that it's been going on for so long and generation after generation, there are times that we still don't hear about it. And it's a part of history. That's been, you know, some of the history we may not have known about. Because I learned about um, 
a woman by the name of Reese Taylor. I think this was about two years ago. Two years ago, I was actually in California for a convention or a conference, and they showed a documentary of the story of Reese Taylor, who was you know, a survivor of sexual abuse. And so I'm going to um, going to read this a little bit because I know we're almost lining up for our call for our prayer and a call of salvation. But but. This was written, and it's entitled, Black Women, the Forgotten Survivors of Sexual Assault. So African-American women are a disproportionate risk of sexual violence. So Reese Taylor, as I was telling you about, she was walking home from a church meeting at Abbeville, Alabama, with two other churchgoers when she was terrorized by seven white men in a green Chevrolet truck, snatched by them, taken to a secluded area and assaulted and raped, being told to act like you do when you're hus- with your husband, or I'll cut your damn throat. According to McGuire, the NAACP sent their best investigator, guess who it was, Rosa Parks, <laughs> to what was her father's hometown to explore what happened. Her efforts resulted in the formation of the Committee for Equal Justice, which later became known as the Montgomery Improvement Association. In fact, the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott, often heralded as the opening scene of the civil rights movement, was in many ways the last act of a decade-long struggle to protect black women like Taylor from sexualized violence and rape. The social movement, widely described as the civil rights movement, emerged out of black women demanding control over their bodies and lives, black men being killed for protecting black women, or ultimately the fight for black women's bodies and agency and against white supremacist rape and assault. Eight decades later, black women still need protection from sexual violence, despite the civil rights movement, according to the National Center on violence against women in the black community, <laughs> eight decades later. So the year that this happened with Reese Taylor was um, 1944, and we are now in 2021, and we still need some protection <laughs> from sexual violence. Huh. And so, you know, this is articles from 2020, so it looks like it's still showing the same stat as far as for every black woman who reports rape, at least 15 women do not. So we are still in the same boat. Still. So dear black survivor, you are not alone. But it's time for you to own your story. Own your story. Whether your family doesn't want you to talk about it or not. Own your story, even when friends won't support your story or support you. Own your story because it is yours and it's going to help someone and and it can help more than more than you can than you can imagine. I never ever ever thought that I would be doing this like. Honestly, I was I was the one just like um the time she's called in, I try to push it to the back of my mind and pretend that it didn't happen. But now I think back and I'm like, Wow, what if I would have remained silent? What if I would have never spoke up? What if I would have never said anything 
I wouldn't be a part of this great platform, Perfect Kingdom Network. I wouldn't have my nonprofit organization. I wouldn't have helped the, the men and women, the girls and boys that I have helped in the past seven years. Black survivor. Think about of all. Think about all the people you can help. Think about what God wants to do with your story, whether you see it now or not. And maybe you, you might be saying, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready. And it's okay. It is okay if you're not ready to share your story with the world. But I know someone who you can share it with, and that is God. Or he knows our story from the beginning to the end. He already knows. So you can be vulnerable with him. You can open up to him. If you don't want to go to therapy right now, talk to God. All your cares are for him. He cares. He cares like no other person can or will. And so we have a friend in Jesus. We really do. And so if you have not been able to be honest with yourself or with anyone else, go ahead and be honest with God. I mean, what can you lose? If anything, you can gain power. You can gain joy peace and all of those fruits. But you gotta open up to him. Open up your heart and just allow him to come in. It'll be between it'll be between you and him. It starts with him. Start with God. When you heard us talking about how we're able to make it day to day, black survivor, it's because of God. Just let him take control over the situation. I know you're upset. I know you're burdened. Some days you may feel depressed. Some days you may feel like you're alone and that you just can't make it. But with the help of God, you can. Remember the scripture that we started with, Second Corinthians 12 and 10. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in, in insult and hardship and persecution and difficulty. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You can't do this on your own. You can't do this on on your own. It's going to take the strength of God. Tonight you can ask for his strength. Even if you haven't made him a part of your life, do that tonight. Go ahead and so you can start a, a new beginning and a journey of healing. I wish I could say that once you make him a part of your life, that every day will be, you know, gravy, but it won't. But because of his strength, when we are weak on those days, when we want to slip on those days, when we want to sin on those days, when we are weak, He is strong. Choose him tonight. Choose him tonight. And allow him to wash everything that's not like him away. 
out of your life, creating me a clean heart and the right spirit, oh God. God, we ask you to cleanse us in the name of Jesus. Wash us through and purge us again so that we may be like you. Father, for your help, asking for your strength, only what you can provide. But God, first we tell you thank you for allowing us to get through this day. We thank you for allowing us to make it this far. But God, we don't want to continue on our own. God, we ask that you come into our hearts. Take full control. Father, we believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we believe that he died and he rose again so that we might be free and so that we might ultimately have eternal life. So, Father, we ask for your forgiveness, that you will forgive us for anything that we may have said or done, any evil thought that we may have thought. Anything known or unknown, we ask that you forgive us forgiveness. And, Father, we ask that we can all begin a new slate or have a new slate, have a new beginning. Because, God, we know that you are just and willing so that we can start over. Even though we may fall, God, but you tell us that a just man falls seven times. But we're thankful that we're able to get up. So, God, we know that every day will not be lovely, but, God, we believe that we can feel. The Father, I pray for every black survivor, even under the sound of my voice. Those who are listening and those who may not be listening. Those over the phone and those over the line. I pray for every survivor that you will strengthen them, help them to know that you are with them, that you have not forgotten about them. God, I pray for the families who are feeling confused or embarrassed or ashamed. God, I pray that you would even touch their minds and help them to realize that they need to help their children or loved ones who are suffering from the pain of the past. I pray for parents who are not sure in what direction to go. I pray that you would direct them, open their understanding on how to deal with their their children. God, I pray for the black man who may not know how to deal with his wife or his significant other as a survivor or a victim of sexual abuse. God, I pray for those who are sick, those who are stricken with whatever the disease may be. God, we know that you are healer. So, God, I pray that you send your healing power in the name of Jesus. Those who are bereaved, God, I pray that you comfort only like you can. All healthcare workers, all frontline workers, all essential workers, I pray for them that you will cover them. In the name of Jesus. Those in the schoolhouses, I have to cover them in the name of Jesus. Those who are part of Perfect Kingdom Network, God, I pray for every host. Those who are connected, I pray for them. Everyone who plays a part, God, continue to keep us under your blood of protection. God, continue to keep us in your word. God, continue to guide us and direct us each night even as we speak 
God, we pray that the word may provide healing, that it may provide saving and deliverance, freedom, and all that you have for your people. We thank you. We bless your name. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to receive our announcements for Purpose Kingdom Network. The Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, each and every one. We thank you. We bless God for each and every one of you for joining in with us this evening. We thank and bless God for Minister Arsenius Jackson and her ministry, One Touch Transformation. I just love this evening's episode, Dear Black Survivor, just encouragement, offering encouragement to keep pushing forward. I thank and bless God for you. I thank and bless God for our faithful listeners, Sister Michelle Hines, who called in and shared with us this evening. And again, we thank and bless God for each and every one of you out there listening, whether it was via phone or via the live stream. This our 1,409th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. Now, for those out there by faith that we believe has turned their lives over to Christ this evening or that are in the process of turning their life over to Christ, that is at that point where they are willing to taste and see that the Lord is good. For those out there who are willing to not just seek healing from their past, but to seek wholeness through Jesus Christ, we encourage you to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. And until you do, bless God, that's why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening for another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. We will be broadcasting with the daughters of Ruth and the host uh, Reverend Maureen Lee right here at 9 p.m. at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Feel free to follow us on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. You can email any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to pray with you, and to pray for you. We are just so excited about what God is doing here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We have some announcements that we'll, we will begin um, giving next month to let you know of the moves of God that is taking place. Again, we thank and bless God for each and every one of you. Please feel free to join in, tell a friend. They can listen into our archives at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Again, thank you for listening in. Minister Arsenius, wonderful word this evening. The ministry is back in your hands. All right. Thank you for those announcements. At this time, I would like to thank all of our online listeners. I appreciate you joining in for another episode with One Touch Transformation. And to everyone who called in to listen, and thank you again the time for um, sharing your testimony. And to those of you um, who are still listening, and if you are a survivor and if you're ready to make that step as far as share your story and not sure where to begin, I would like to give out the sexual assault hotline number, and that number is 1-800-656-4673. That's 
1-800-273-4673. And another great resource would be RAIN.org, which is Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network. So R-A-I-N-N.org. Even if you don't need these resources for yourself, they may be, they may be useful for someone else that you know. So if you know someone or would just like to share it, you know, there's nothing wrong with just sharing this on your social media pages because you never know who needs this. You never know who is battling with this, this pain. So please do share it. For more information about One Touch Transformation, you can visit us at onett.me. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'll go on Facebook, you'll find us right under One Touch Transformation. And, again, whenever we're sharing, you know, this information, these stats and things that are helpful, resources that are helpful for survivors, please feel free to share them because that is your way of, of playing your part because everyone can play a part in it, whether you are a survivor or not, because it, this is something that affects each and every one of us, whether directly or indirectly. So do your part and share whenever you can. So, again, we're right on Facebook under One Touch. Also follow us on Instagram at O-N-E-T-T, underscore O-N-E-T-T. This coming Monday, March 1st, March the 1st at 6.30, our mentoring program will have our third session, which is available for both mothers and daughters. We're going to be talking about how to handle money. So this is a session that we'll be having for both mothers and daughters. All you have to do is RSVP on our events under the Butterfly Effect Mentoring Program, and we'll send you the Zoom link. So this is part of our mentoring program that we pretty much changed up, where we used to meet face-to-face but we switched it over to virtual events. And so now we've opened it up for mothers and not just daughters. So we're, we're all having, you know, different conversations throughout, throughout the month. And so our next one is March the 1st, and our topic is how to handle money. So if you have any daughters, hey, why don't you log on? And so that's under our Butterfly Effect Mentoring Program. And if you need any more information or have any questions, feel free to send me a message even on Facebook. But, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And the next time you're having a bad day or feeling like you're weak, just remember the scripture, 2 Corinthians 12 and 10, the latter part of it, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And I promise you, it will start making you feel a little better. It's like a dose of medicine because I use it myself. (laughs) Every now and then I have to remind myself, you know, when I am weak, that's when I am strong. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Purpose Kino Network. I am your host, Arsenius, and I hope you have a wonderful night. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me.